The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, as April comes to an end, here on Red River Radio every Sunday we're joined by Rob Kay. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning, Howard. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Looking forward to May. Good. Day off. <laughs> Do some May dancing. <laughs> so anyway, listen. Over the past couple of weeks, we discussed inflation, then tax, and if anyone missed either of those broadcasts, you can catch up via the River and Radio or Blevins Fanks website. Both issues were prompted by your recent seminars, where you discussed pensions also. So as the French tax declaration season is now open, understanding how UK pensions are taxed by France is very important. However, before we discuss pensions, what caught your eye in the news this past week? Well, you mentioned inflation in your introduction, Howard, and uh, unfortunately it's becoming something of a regular topic on these broadcasts. But this week, the Bank of England's chief economist, a a lad or a gentleman called Hugh Phil, said if inflation is to be tackled, Households will have to accept they will be worse off. Mr Pill went on to say, There has been a reluctance to accept inflation will mean a decline in living standards and workers need to stop asking for pay rises before prices can start falling. What we're facing is that reluctance to accept we're all worse off and we all have to accept our share. Now, as you would expect, there was an outcry from all sides, but unfortunately Mr Pill is only stating fact. Like it or like it not, Inflation has its greedy little hands in all our pockets. One of my favourite quotes was famously said by Ronald Reagan back in the early 80s when he said, Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber and as deadly as a hitman. Now locally the spring half term comes to an end tomorrow or possibly on Tuesday when the kids return to school for the last semester before the summer break. Maybe it's just me but we seem to have seen a lot more tourists this half term. So I was interested to read this week that France's income from speeding cameras surpassed 700 million euros last year, which is a five-year high. The pandemic and the Gilets jaunes protests, um, they, when they started vandalising the Gilets jaunes, started vandalising their speed cameras, contributed to a drop in receipts over this past three years. And, uh, and actually in the past, receipts peaked back in way back in 2017 at 824 million euros. As we all know, tomorrow is May Day, and all the French unions have promised France a day of action and adamant that they can still get their pension reforms reversed. After narrowly surviving a vote of no confidence, Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne this week put more flesh on the bones of President Macron's 100-day action plan. Ms Bourne said that she only believes in results and every decision the government takes must solve a problem and improve daily life. She quoted their aims as reaching full employment, reindustrializing France, planning and speeding up the ecological transition, building and re-establishing public services, strengthen public order and encourage public engagement. Lofty and admirable sentiments, let's see what tomorrow brings. If you are due to fly somewhere tomorrow, especially from Nice, you might think about changing your plans and enjoy the bank holiday, because we are told there would be the biggest disruption in the skies over France since the protests against the pension reform started. Lots of international flights which overfly France will also be disrupted. Eurocontrol, the European air traffic monitoring body, estimates 10 million passengers have been affected by ATC strikes so far just this year. There have been 3,500 cancelled flights and 500 
what were known as hot stoppages, which means passengers had no warning before their flights were cancelled at such short notice. Finally in the news this week, Howard, on Thursday, the Mac Leon, which is a museum of contemporary art in Leon, organised an evening to show off its latest exhibition. However, after paying your 11 euro entrance fee, you had to doff off all your kit because only naked visitors were allowed to see the human body exhi exhibition, which was followed by drinks and time to discuss the experience, presumably also in the buff. A spokesman for the MacLeon said, Our idea was to question the issue of the body in the given space to see how bodies interact with other bodies. Frederick Marthon, the branch chairman of the French Naturist Federation, said, it's interesting to experience an exhibition totally naked. It makes us focus on our own perception of ourself with social artifice. Now, in the Oxford English Dictionary, the definition of artifice is a clever or cunning device used to trick or deceive others. So I was wondering, who was deceiving who on Thursday night in Leon? With radio, you have the imagination, you know, your mind just goes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great thing about radio sometimes, isn't it? When you're sitting here listening to that, you're thinking, imagining. I think, in your, I think in your, we should change this subject now, Harold. Yes, imagining <laughs> in, your, in, your, in, your, in your mind what's going on. So, okay, let's focus on pensions now then, and let's start with UK state pensions. How are they taxed by France? Well, whether the person receiving the uh, state pension is a UK resident or a French resident, UK state pensions are always paid gross. So if you're a French resident, your UK state pension has to be declared on your French tax declaration, and it will be taxed in France, not the UK. We regularly come across quite a few misunderstandings with UK state pensions. The first, and probably the most wrong, is a belief that the UK state pensions are tax-free, so they don't need to be declared. Another big, big miscomprehension is that uh, state pensions are taxed at source before you receive them. So again, they don't need to be declared. Over the years, I've also met lots of people who thought because their state pension is paid from the UK, it's covered by their UK personal allowance. So no UK tax is paid, so therefore they don't need to make a French declaration. All these opinions are all wrong. Maybe they're misunderstandings or maybe they're just wishful thinking. If you don't declare a UK state pension on your French tax declaration, your tax declaration is wrong and you're running the risk of fines, penalties and the back payment of underpaid taxes. If you live in France, or the UK for that matter, all your worldwide income, including UK state pensions, needs to be declared on your annual tax declaration. What about UK government service pensions? It, uh, it may be same, sounds a bit simplistic, Howard, but government service pensions are accumulated while we are employed by the UK government. And the UK government service pensions are always taxed in the UK, regardless of where that pension recipient lives. But what counts as a government pension? Frustratingly, identifying what is and what isn't a, is a little bit more difficult than you might expect. For example, an NHS National Health Service pension might not be considered a government service pension, but then, just to confuse everything, if it's paid directly by a local authority, it will be, as I said, quite confusing. Although UK government pensions are not taxed directly in France, they do still need to be declared on our French tax declarations. The UK-France double tax treaty ensures we won't pay tax twice on that income, 
we'll get a tax credit which is equal to the tax and the social charge we would have paid if this pension receipt was only allowed to French tax. A quite bizarre aspect to this arrangement is we will get a French tax credit even if this income was not taxed in the UK. The reason for this apparent abnormality is due to the fact that UK rising income still benefits from UK personal allowances. How are company and personal pensions taxed? Um, initially, pensions sound simple, but I'm sure the listeners are probably starting to understand that simple is probably the most inappropriate word to use when referring to pensions. UK company pensions, sometimes called defined benefits pensions or final salary pensions, and UK personal pensions, which are paid to French residents or French tax residents, are only taxable in France. You probably won't be surprised to hear it's not quite as simple as that. That's because unless we get what's known as an NT code from the UK tax authorities, our UK pension providers will withhold UK income tax at source before they pay us. If we haven't obtained an NT code, then we'll have to reclaim the withheld tax after the pension is declared in France. The French tax authorities will then confirm that income has been declared to them and Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs will then refund us the tax, which was withheld at source, and they will then also instruct the pension provider to pay our subsequent payments without any withholding tax. What about annuities? Yeah, and another strange financial term, how that uh, the many of our listeners will have heard of, but um, but lots of people don't have a clue what annuities are or how they work in France. Um, French case law probably best describes them when it says annuities are the compensation for giving up property. In simple terms, we buy an annuity with a lump sum and we then receive a guaranteed payment for the rest of our lives or if the annuity is bought on a joint life basis until we and our spouse both dies. Over the past 10-15 years, annuities have really fallen out of favour because they, they are heavily influenced by fixed income and interest rates. What annuities have paid has been very poor and generally people have preferred to forego a guaranteed amount and rather take a drawdown payment from their pensions, which allows them to, to have flexibility and the ability to enjoy the investment market returns that those monies can acquire, rather than a pre-prescribed receipt of an income. Many of the listeners will have heard of the French equivalent, Grand Viagé. Once again, we are simply buying a guaranteed source of income, whether it's in exchange for our house or a lump sum. The, ma the major attraction of an annuity, for, especially for French residents, is the tax treatment of the payments. If we start receiving an annuity payment before we're 50, 30% of what we receive each year is exempt from income tax. If we're between our 50th and 60th birthdays, when the annuity starts, 50% is tax-free. Between our 60th and 70th birthdays, the tax-free element increases to 60%. And if we buy an annuity when we're past the age of 70, 70% 70 of the future income receipts are then exempt from income tax. From, so from a tax planning perspective, annuities or rent viagier can be very interesting tax planning vehicles. Do UK pensions still offer a tax-free lump sum? Yeah, absolutely. When, when we take our UK pensions, we are still allowed to take a percentage of our pension, whether it's a company pension or a private pension, as a lump sum. Usually, the amount that can be taken is about 25% of the pot, but that percentage really does depend on the type of scheme and, and the rules applicable. These days, the lump sum is actually called a pension commencement lump sum, rather than the tax-free cash. 
Although pension commencement lump sums are tax-free in the UK, unfortunately, they are not tax-free for French residents. Any receipt from a pension is liable to French income tax and potentially the French pension social charge. This is because there is no concept in France of commuting some of your pension to cash. France simply considers a lump sum payment to be an advance on future pension receipts. Taking 25% of our pension fund as a cash payment can be a substantial amount, so we can easily find ourselves in much higher tax brackets in, in that particular year when it is taken, which means we could easily lose half of that pension sum to the French taxman. So this so-called tax-free lump sum is therefore very definitely not tax-free in the hands of a French resident. So it's easy to get caught out by this because UK pension providers don't take any responsibility for understanding the French rules which affect their pensioners. Lots of company pension schemes don't actually allow us to forego the lump sum. Technically, those pension schemes and their rules, they're forcing us into paying higher rates of tax. Now, most people who become entitled to UK pensions after they move to France experience this problem because the options pension companies offer us are completely UK-centric. Every menu of retirement options I've ever seen sent to a French resident at their French address refers to a tax-free lump sum and non say the lump sum payment is not tax-free in France. So what about overseas pension schemes like Quarops? How are they taxed in France? Qualifying recognised overseas pension schemes, Howard, are, as it says on the tin, overseas pension schemes which are recognised by the UK authorities. In contrast to a few years ago, there are now a lot less QROPS options due to the myriad of changes to UK legislation. But if we're thinking of, uh, of transferring our pension, we still need to be really careful and choose one that is appropriate for us. The French Tax Authority um, taxes payments from QROPS as they would any other receipt from any other overseas pension. Now, when I say overseas pension, we should remember a pension receipt from a UK provider is as overseas to the French tax authorities as a pension receipt paid by a Curos provider in, say, Malta. In fact, maybe more so now that the UK is outside of the European economic community. Transferring a UK pension to Curos is probably beneficial in, in maybe 70% of circumstances, but various factors must be considered. Simply having left the UK is not in itself a justifiable reason to transfer, but every French resident who has a UK pension needs to review if their current arrangements are still applicable for them. We also need to regularly review our position. UK pension rules continually change, so we need an advisor who is aware of what's going on in both France and in the UK. If we're not careful, we could easily wake up one morning and find the rules have changed and we won't be getting what we are expecting which can be quite disconcerting with something we've probably spent a great deal of our lives accumulating and cultivating. So what can our listeners do to improve the tax position on their pension income? Um, I suppose we're back to Levin's Frank raison d'etre, Howard. Um, don't assume the rules which apply in France are the same as those that are applicable in the UK. The French tax manual doesn't contain a chapter which covers all the various forms of UK pensions, just as it doesn't for every other country's pensions. At best, the French tax system accommodates overseas pensions, but we can't get away from the fact our pensions will be accommodated by being slotted into one of the boxes on our French tax return, which the French authorities feel are probably most appropriate. It's logical, no, it's crucial. 
to make sure that the box that our pensions are allocated to is the most appropriate for our tax well-being, which usually means taking professional advice from a firm such as Blevins Franks, who are authorised and qualified to give pensions advice both here in France and in the UK. This has become an even greater challenge since Brexit, and as the winds of agreement this week confirmed, UK-based pension advisors and UK general advisors don't have the ability to passport their services into Europe. So if any of the listeners would like to discuss their UK pensions or their individual arrangements, they can contact us and arrange to speak to one of our locally based partners. At Blevins Franks, we pride ourselves on building and creating financial solutions for our clients. So if you'd like to understand what we can do for you, your money or your taxes, give our Valbonner office a call and arrange to speak to a Blevins Franks partner. The initial conversation is entirely complimentary, so it won't cost you a penny to speak to us. Our telephone number in Valbonne is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. And if you live in Monaco or visiting our Monaco, Monaco office is more convenient for you, you can call our Monaco office. And the number here is 97775574. That's 97775574. Or alternatively, you can find out more about Blevins Franks or make contact with us via our website, which is www.levinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. A very topical, as always. We'll talk again next Sunday morning. Look forward to it, Howard. Have a great week. Thank you. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. With so many options for your UK pension funds, which is best for you? Take regulated advice to understand how all the options affect you. The tax implications in France what opportunities there are, and what may change in future. With our pension, tax, and investment expertise, Blevins Franks provides integrated advice based on your situation and aims. Contact Blevins Franks on 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.